evacuate many of them because uh, many of those refugees who come to us will stay longer in our country. Uh, as you know, anti-immigrant political parties have been on the rise in some countries. Is this likely, this focus, this change of government policy, to have an impact on the attractiveness of anti-immigrant political parties? Well, you know, Europe was ill-prepared for this influx of refugees. And it, it, is, uh, it was to be expected that there is a segment almost in each of our European countries that is less welcoming or xenophobic, outrightly xenophobic. Those are people um, mostly at the margins of the society that see themselves as the losers of globalization. Uh, they don't embrace that influx, but they reject it. And we've seen ugly scenes in, in many countries, including in my country, where um, refugees have not been welcomed by some of those rather hostile um, people, uh, and, and they have met those people who uh, were xenophobic have met uh, the full force of the law. There's zero tolerance in my country vis-a-vis um, -vis those people who insult refugees or even resort to violence. And it's important that we send out the message, uh, this will not be tolerated. Now, in some countries we have seen, fortunately not in my own country, we've seen political parties uh, on the rise that capitalize on that influx of refugees. That's a reality. And I think we've got to tell the people, look, embrace that movement, see it as an opportunity, and don't fear it. But it's also interesting how the present crisis began. There is a story today uh, in the Wall Street Journal called with the chancellor uh, right there uh, above the story. Mass migrant exodus grew after obscure German tweet. Basically, the story says on Tuesday, August 25th at 1.30, a government agency in the southern Germany city of Nuremberg posted a sentence on Twitter that would change the lives of tens of thousands of desperate people. Quote, we are presently no longer enforcing Dublin procedures for Syrian citizens, said the note posted on the account of the Federal Office for Migration and Refugees. Can you tell us more about this? Well, I think this needs some explanation. Uh, we have those uh, Dublin procedures that say refugees who come into Europe have to be registered and received properly in the country uh, that they enter. Uh, and those countries in the recent weeks have been mostly Greece and Italy. So um, the Dublin rules say they should stay there uh, until they are properly registered uh, and, and, and uh, where all the procedures are, are completed. But what happened, um, th those um, refugees wanted to move and uh, did actually move to Germany. So we said, okay, we don't send them back to those uh, countries where they entered in, to Greece and Italy, but we waive those Dublin rules and show flexibility and live up to our humanitarian standards of not sending them back. And, and, and uh, th that, I think, um, is the, um, the content of that report. Yeah. And, of course, that created a little bit of a pull factor in, in, uh, in the world so people um, thought they couldn't go straight to Germany, and they did.
But I think we did it for humanitarian reasons and not that we um, wanted to um, uh, invalidate the Dublin rules, but we wanted to be living up to our own standards of decency, welcoming those refugees and not sending them back to the countries where they um, entered Europe. So Germany opened its doors. It did. Um, it did. And I think um, uh, it did rightly so uh, for, for many reasons. Firstly, uh, we feel that we have um, common standards of uh, uh, humanitarian um, laws and values, and we've got to live, uh, live up to that. And we have a very liberal asylum law in Germany. That's, I think, a lesson of our history. Uh, in Nazi Germany, uh, we produced many refugees that uh, were exiled and many countries uh, took them in. So I think one lesson of our history is we have to be um, very liberal and very yes, humane yes. when it comes to exile. Immigration has always been a political question.